I'm Sonic, a little ball of super energy in an extremely handsome package. On my planet, people were always after my powers. So I came to yours. It gets a little lonely, but that's okay. I am living my best life on Earth. What? Ow! Let the plate Sonic! Let the pitcher's mount also Sonic! Ugh, I can't with that guy. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Luck It All podcast. This is your host, Elias Roush. Today we are discussing Sonic the Hedgehog, the film, 2020, directed by Jeff Fowler, which I believe it is Jeff Fowler's directorial debut as well. This is written by Pat Casey and Josh Miller. Um, not too familiar with Patrick Casey, um, with the exception, yeah, I haven't seen anything he's been involved in. Both of them have worked on something called, um, oh, oh, they've both been under the alias Worm Miller before. Hmm, that's interesting. Josh Miller and uh, the writer Pat Casey. So anyways, Sonic 2020, I just wanted to give a quick review based off of uh, the 2020 adventure comedy based off the video game published by Sega. This stars Ben Schwartz as the voice of Sonic, Jim Carrey as Dr. Robotnik, as well as James Marston, Tika Sumter, Natasha Rothwell, Adam Polly, and Neil McDonough. In the film, Tonic, Tonic, <laughs> Sonic, and you need a tonic to, to watch this, Sonic teams up with the local town sheriff, Tom Wachowski, to escape the government and defeat Robotnik, who wants to steal Sonic's powers for his robotics. So, uh, this movie's probably most critically known for having released a trailer about four or five months ago, and it being critically reviled, mostly because of the design of uh, Sonic. Um, it is kind of actually incredible, the work they did, from going from kind of this creepy looking too much realistic alien blue figure to actually having a real animated design honestly it kind of reminds me of uh uh the lion king versus some of the uh you know the 2019 lion king almost was too realistic in a way so th they kind of went too realistic with sonic and so they had to go back and drop about five million dollars and do a complete uh re reshoot of the character and redesign and uh tried to fix the character ultimately i think that five million dollars was uh pretty well used um Mostly because this movie has already grossed over $50 million its first weekend. Um, most people are pretty surprised about the how good this movie is doing in comparison to something, say, such as uh, Birds of Prey. Now, without giving too much of a review, I will say most people will, will put video games and uh, video game films in this separate category, you know, that it's 
uh, kind of maybe not less than or maybe it doesn't have the the right materials or anything like that. But really what I'm getting this comparison to would be something like a Detective Pikachu, something in the same realm. I think this was a little bit more expensive than Detective Pikachu with a budget of 80 to 95 million. Um, let me see if I can find Detective Pikachu real quick. But I think they're doing somewhat of the same numbers. And there's a lot of uh, similar comparisons with the exception of with Detective Pikachu. They are creating a whole new world. And with this movie, they are bringing the character out of his world and into our world. Um, so that's overall the difference. Um, oh, yeah, the budget for Detective Pikachu was 150 So they had a lot more... Um, a lot more to work with, I guess, um, when it comes to the budget. Let me see if I can find the opening weekend real quick of Detective Pikachu. Um, uh, let's see, let's see, let's see, release. Um, damn, it doesn't give me an actual number. Anyways, um, Sonic the Hedgehog. Let me just talk about some of the pros and cons real quick of Sonic the Hedgehog. Um... Let me see if I can get the box office real quick. Um, opening weekend gross for Detective Pikachu real quick. Okay, so Detective Pikachu had $103 million on its opening weekend in comparison to Sonic, which is not bad. You know, I would expect something like Pikachu to have slightly more recognition um, and popularity and appeal to a broader uh, audience. But fifty over $50 million for Sonic's really good. Um so let's talk about the pros for Sonic. Sonic, the pros, the action. I'm just going to say I really enjoy the action. The, the way the camera is positioned into making you feel like sometimes you're Sonic and sometimes you're, you're, you're watching him and doing all of the cool tricks that he does, turn into a ball, jump really fast, do all these crazy things. Um, yeah, it's kind of enjoyable to watch him do all this stuff. But what really shined for me during this movie was... Jim Carrey. I think every time he's on screen, uh, he has this way of kind of, uh, it, it doesn't feel quite like ad-libbing, but it does feel like he's kind of putting his own flair on the writing. And something about the writing in this movie just uh, was kind of flat overall, but whatever they gave Jim Carrey, um, it, it, it's awesome. I, I love having uh, Ace Ventura style Jim Carrey's crazy ass back in on the big screen. Um, and this is one of those movies that I would say it's hard to critique from an uh, you know, adult point of view, if you want to say that. Because this movie very much feels like it's geared to kids. And kids are going to enjoy this movie. I think anyone under the age of maybe 12 would probably really enjoy it. Um, but... Once you're uh, in the preteen area and, you know, the teenagers and all that, they're going to say there's not, you know, it's not sexy enough. It's not edgy enough. It's not clever in, in many ways. They have a lot of sight gags, um, tons of product placement, that type of shit. Um, I don't know if this movie's going to age well, given some of the, a lot of the, the comedy in it feels uh, rooted in 2020. Um, 
So those are pretty much the con, uh, the pros. Let me go to the cons real quick. Writing for Sonic, the the entire writing for this character of Sonic just feels very bland. I I, I almost thought I was listening to a character talk off of like a video like a video game itself. You know, when they're explaining things to you, um, everything's very surface level. It feels like he's you know, um, and I I, I think the explanation when you're trying to get down to who this character is can be quite a rabbit hole because you're like, wait, you're who from where, from what, who, are you? how do you get the powers? What, why are you blue? Why are you talking? So many questions. And so, um, that's where it kind of gets a little bit, uh, um, you know, difficult to categorize this saying, you know, well, kids don't really give a shit about that. Well, you know what? Well, <laughs> that doesn't mean we don't want like a, a movie that makes sense. So, uh, some more of the cons was the CGI in this. I, I thought the stuff for the uh, Doctor Robotnik and the stuff, you know, the the action scenes that he has regarding his, uh, uh, I was gonna say his machines. Um, I thought that generally looks good, but I thought the cross between Sonic and him in the real world just he just looks way too much like a character, and I think that might be a, a circumstance of them going back and dropping five million on the character to get a redesign. So let me go into spoilers for Sonic real quick right now. So the intro rings on Paramount were really cool. I saw that actually on the uh, commercials as well. I, I love how it shows the, the ding, 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 ding. I always like uh, intros with, you know, Paramount or WB. I think WB uh, Warner Brothers had that really retro looking Joker intro. Um, it had, uh, this one has this, uh, Paramount has the Sonic intro. I also remember, uh, Paramount does the, uh, the sounds for, um, the Transformers when the stars are going over, um, the Paramount logo. Very cool. I like that. So I liked how they did this with the, the rings. Um, we're basically thrown into the action and then in Deadpool style recall, he goes back and says, Oh, you probably wonder how all this, this is happening. Um, Personally, I'm getting a little bit tired of that trope. Um, and we also find out Sonic is on an island with someone, some owl master thing. And they basically summarize it saying this is his Mr. Miyagi or Obi-Wan. And I was like, okay, so he's just going to rely, this this character is going to rely on tropes that uh, a lot of adults know. Um, that, you know, kids, you know, probably under 10 won't recall too well. Um... Also, I don't really understand what Sonic is. He can hop into different dimensions using his rings. It's kind of just loosely based off of, I guess, the game. And I, I've played the game a handful of times, so I didn't really do like a, a big uh, connection to it. So I know Sonic best well for playing them on Smash Brothers instead of actually playing it on the actual Sonic game. So I'm strictly coming from this from a very... Uh, far point of view as mostly just knowing who Sonic is as a character or brand or entity, but not so much about the world he lives in. I just know, you know, he has a loose base of uh, friends and there's Robotnik and all that shit. And that's about all I knew. So when he talks about jumping into different dimensions, like the mushroom world, I'm like, wait, what? Who's this? What? Why? <laughs> How many different dimensions? What's going on? So that's kind of just thrown away. He says literally, but let's not worry about all of that because it's just like we just want to make up shit as we go. That's what it kind of feels like. Um, they claim he's an alien. 
Um, I love this guy named Crazy Carl. It's like the homeless guy that calls him the Blue Devil. Like throughout the, you know, most of the movie, this is a pretty funny joke that he's just fucking with the homeless guy. Apparently, Sonic is just living on our world. Yeah, so I love Crazy Carl. Um, and he's spying on James Marston. That's kind of weird and ends up just... The whole chemistry and bond between James Marston befriending Sonic happens, ironically, way too fast. Um, we, we find out that... Uh, what's it? <laughs> was Sonic talking in an Indian accent? I have that written down. I don't know if that's completely correct or not. Um, we find out that Sonic is lonely. He's, uh, so is James Marston, apparently, talking to a damn donut, which I think he calls him, like, Donut Lord or Donut Master, um, which is not even a good joke, it's like, come on now, um, I do really like the cop, uh, James Marston's, uh, partner, he was hilarious, um, because I feel like he knew, he knows what, uh, movie he's in, um, the all of the government officials were cracking me up. I mean, they were talking about we hit him with as uh, as Kazakhstan, Jakistan, and they're just ma naming some random ass countries about places that Robotnik has went, <laughs> saying that yeah he went there, and it's uh, they were like it's not even a country. And it's like because Robotnik went. <laughs> it's like oh shit. <laughs> it's like damn. Uh, I thought that was uh, just random. Uh, Robotnik is uh, pretty self-conceited, and he believes that machine will power over man. And uh, I, I kind of like that small message. It's not really a major message throughout the movie, but it does. He does kind of just say a few things about you know, my machines don't make mistakes like you do, and it's it it, it could have a really overt. Uh, autonomous message about machines taking over from man, but I don't think Sonic was willing to go that far. <laughs> think that hard. We get Olive Garden and Zillow house name brand checks the entire fucking movie. Um, there's like three or four Olive Garden. Oh, oh, you're gonna love the all you can eat basket of breadsticks or something like that. It's like, what is it's like, did that five million dollars really cost y'all that much that y'all had to jump, you know, put these, um, pay them off with <laughs> Zillow and Olive Garden. I mean, at some points it just felt like they're like, oh, they. it's felt like they were saying the slogan for the fucking company. It wasn't even good product placement. Um, of course, they got to go. Uh, once Sonic and James Marston are together and we realize James Marston has to take care of Sonic and somehow he convinces him to do it on for some reason and he can't tell Sonic to to look at a GPS, he has to physically drive him there. Um, okay, that doesn't make any sense, but okay. Um, they have to go to a stupid honky-tonk. Uh, like, every single adventure trope that you can think of, of like going on an adventure or something like that, going on a trip, vacation or something... They always seem to have the same tropes. It's like, you gotta run into the weird people, you gotta go into the bar, you, uh... You, uh, I have a list of some of the trips somewhere down here. Um, just normally there's a, a scene where they have to, you know, get crazy or drunk or at some point. I don't know. I don't recall if they actually did that. But the, since it's a kid's movie, they might have just ate some sugar or something. Um, anyways, the honky-tonk. 
overall shows a lot of the problems with the movie, like the writing within that, showing how people react to uh, <laughs> um, react to Sonic. Like one of the big guys in there is like, hey, we don't like your kind here. And Sonic and James Marsden just looking at him, you know, like, what do you mean our kind? He's like, hipsters. It's like, all right, that's it. <laughs> and of course they got to go, Bar fight! So they do a, a stupid-ass bar fight. And it did lead for a cool uh, action segment, which they completely rip off from Quicksilver and the Avengers and I think a couple other movies where, like, Over the Hedge, I think, did it or two. It's when one character has so much energy that everyone is just going in super slow motion and they're kind of, like, in regular motion because they're going so fast. So um, they did a kind of a little scene with that, which was which was cool, probably expensive. Um, let me see. What, uh, he, Sonic and James Marston start to have this like kind of like unnecessary bickering between them, and it mostly has to do with James Marston wanting to leave Green Hills and not wanting to just stay in this small town. And Sonic's whole thing is, you can't leave Green Hills, you know, everybody loves you, blah, 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 you know, everyone relies on you, and it's like, yeah, but Sonic, you don't really understand anything, <laughs> and... Uh, James Marston's is like, yeah, yeah, I do. I do belong here. And I think Green Hills is actually a level or one of the first levels on Sonic, uh, the video game. So, uh, yeah, lots of movie tropes throughout this. Um, I thought the the bickering between them didn't really work when it came to talking about James Marston's career, future, whatever. Um, that didn't really make sense. Um Random dancing scene, and I love the cinematography when it comes to the colors of this little set they have Jim Carrey on. I don't think the cinematography is that great throughout the movie, but it's mostly too bright in my opinion. But that just goes with the uh, excuse me uh, the uh, the movie. So um, yeah, I love that little random dancing scene in the middle uh, with Jim Carrey straight losing it. And I felt like Jim Carrey was in very small sections of the movie. It almost felt like they kept him in his little lair for the majority of the movie. He didn't go to too many places. Um, so why do different people react different to uh, Sonic? Some people are like, wow! And other people are like, we don't like your kind. And it's like, okay, so the, the, no consistency. Um we see how he gets the red shoes, and uh, I think this is kind of all tangled in when James Marsden shows up at his sister-in-law's house, and they end up having to tie up the sister, and then the, that was a pretty funny scene with the, the sister-in-law kind of freaking out and whatnot, um, although I do feel like his wife kind of was just like... Um, what is going on, and, you know, who is this blue guy, and what, you know, I, I felt like his wife just, first of all, she's gorgeous, for one thing, I need to uh, just point that out, that, holy shit, I've never seen this uh, actress, but she was stunning, although I do feel like her character, her name's uh, Tika Sumter, plays Maddie, uh, but yeah, I, <laughs> they do this whole, like, summary, she, like, walks, she just kind of, like, joins into the movie, and Marston is just like, oh, yeah, Robotnik is the bad guy coming after us. Oh, yeah, we did this. Oh, yeah, this is Sonic. It's like this weird recap that they have to do for his wife. Um, 
It's almost like for the people that weren't paying attention. <laughs> um, let's see. So the at the very end, the homeless guy and the deputy show up. That was pretty funny when there's this big showdown. And this is actually where I think this this part of the movie is stronger than Detective Pikachu. Detective Pikachu got so stupid for me in the very last 10 minutes where this is stupid, but they kind of know they're stupid. Um, Robotnik gets blasted to another planet or dimension, to the, the mushroom dimension. And uh, he apparently lives. We kind of see him a little bit later. He's just like hiking in this <laughs> forever mushroom land. Um, but he it kind of leaves it open for a sequel. Um, the best jokes had really nothing to do with the movie, to be honest. Um, Olive Garden promotion at the end. What the hell? The, literally, the, the government shows up and gives him a Olive Garden <laughs> gift card like what the fuck they they literally they literally did not give a fuck they are just like we just need our money um and so they're like sonic you know uh, it's time for you to go go to bed and they give him the attic upstairs in their new place it's like i don't really understand how old sonic is in the first place at the very beginning we see like a baby sonic and so now he's supposed to be a grown ass man or grown-ass hedgehog or whatever the fuck he's supposed to be but i just have so many questions in regarding to why is he in like a kid's room at the very end he's like put in like a little car bed and he looks like he like a 12 year old would live there i don't understand anything about what's going on with sonic and uh his age or whatever he's going on on his damn bucket list throughout the whole movie he's like what's a bucket list oh it's things you want to do before you die it's like come on um I don't know. I didn't hate this movie, and I kind of do feel like I was railing on it the majority of the time. I felt like it was lighthearted enough that you're going to have fun with the family, the kids. If you got some young kids that want to get out and go do watch, a, you know, a movie, this would be a good one to go see. Um, there, I can't think of too many more kids movies that are out. This is definitely something you don't want to. If you th think in between Birds of Prey and Sonic. Then you probably want to go with Birds of Prey if you want a little bit more action, a little bit more rated R goodness. If you're going for family-friendly, Sonic's where you want to go. And definitely what you want to see if uh, you're deciding between the two. So yeah, um, overall, um, Sonic was not a bad movie. I'd probably give it, I did give it a 6 out of 10. Um, mostly just because the writing just... Uh, I, I feel like this is going to be forgettable for me personally, but... Kids, kids are probably going to love this. I think kids, you know, would give it a higher rating. They would say, you know, probably a seven or eight. But um, Jim Carrey keeps it uh, interesting enough for the adults. Sonic for the kids. And James Marston's there. <laughs> I like James Marston, but I just don't understand why he's always in these random family comedies. Um, but I guess, you know, making $50 million on the first weekend, I can see why. So, all right, everybody. Um... Thank you for listening, watching Lugadell Podcast. We could not do this without you. Support at the Lugadell Podcast. It, sorry, I don't even what, what the hell do we support at? PayPal.me slash the Lugadell Podcast. Link is down in the description. Um, comments, questions, concerns, email, Twitter, Facebook, Twitch, Instagram, YouTube, Discord. There, oh, we got all of the links in the description. Uh, we could not do this without you. Thank you for supporting five stars on iTunes. And if you have, uh, reviews, let me know what you thought about Sonic the Hedgehog, what you want us to review next, what you're looking forward to. Let me know how I can improve. Thank you. 
and take it easy. An illegal left, by the way. Oh, this one is cute. Let's keep him. So, you're supposed to be Tom's best friend that he won't shut up about. Well, I don't see the appeal. That is very gross.